I followed the rules, paid my dues, and crushed shit in corporate America. Then freedom became all that mattered. Today, I am so excited about welcoming our first joy strategist and creative consultant to the show. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself because I want you to feel her radiant energy. <laughs> um, but the two of us crossed paths um, in a group called iPhone Women of Color, a space uh, intentionally created to help Black female entrepreneurs who are in need of capital um, to talk about our woes together, right? And to um, share experiences on the journey together and we hold vulnerable space. This is where I met Erica. Um, but again, she's so fire. I want her to introduce herself. Uh, can you tell the people who you are, Erica? <laughs> yes, I can. And, and thank you so much for having me on today, Casey. Um, but as Casey shared, my name is Erica Lasan, and I'm a joy strategist and creative consultant. I help women and entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed, overworked, and over it develop creative solutions and systems to find joy, purpose, and healing in what's next. One feel-good thing at a time. <laughs> and I the goal is really that. to help women rediscover, reconnect, and recommit to their purpose and identity and joy. Oh. I love that so much because, right, like, I think any entrepreneur can attest, male or female, like, it gets lonely, exhausting, right, <laughs> um, difficult, challenging, all of these things, and yeah, like, we can never have enough joy, but, like, a lot of times, our sources of joy is limited, so I love that you are so anchored in that, um, Erica, so thank you for everything that you do. I am seriously honored to share this space with you um because you're you're truly a trailblazer um just the way you kind of built your foundation um so uh because this intersects with everyone's uh at least at least entrepreneurs like female entrepreneurs that i've i've crossed paths with um because this provides services and solutions to them can you shed light on like who it is uh that you serve like what are their pain points um what are typical circumstances for of people who would be uh great candidates for you to help oh yes oh my gosh I love this question so much because like you said it really is something where everyone needs joy right um and men included but at one point I found that um you know, while I enjoy working with men, it just did not bring me as much joy. <laughs> so I really focus on women in transitional phases of life. I can help anyone, but my truest joy is found in working with women um, who are transitioning through different phases. So if you are someone who is transitioning in your schooling from high school to college, figuring out what you should study so that you're not just going into a major because your mom or your daddy said that you should, or you think it would make you the most money, if you're someone who's transitioning out of college and going into the workforce, figuring out how you should use your degree or if you actually even want to use your degree because so, so often you graduate with this piece of paper that tells you that the rest of your life is going to be figured <laughs> out, but then you graduate in the middle of a recession yeah. or a global yeah. pandemic right. and God's like, ee, 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 I got other plans. <laughs> And then you're just left to figure it out because, you know, life tells you, society tells you, your family may have told you that going to school and getting this degree would really set you on the path for having life figured out, but they don't prepare you for what happens when that isn't the case. Um, I also work with 
women who are transitioning into parenthood because that's another thing that the world wants to get you excited about but then they don't really give you a roadmap of what parenthood um could be because it's not even a matter of what it should be because you really get to create your experience but I just found that coming into motherhood and also marriage because that's another one that was something that my whole culture I'm Nigerian American my whole my parent everyone was like as soon as I graduated, when are you going to be married? When are you going to bring him around? When are you going to have it? When are you going to settle down? Meanwhile, when I did, I felt like, okay, I've now done this and I love my partner. We've been together at this point for eight years, but it was still a big transition yeah. for us, for me, let me speak for myself, going into marriage and then at the same time becoming a mom. Um, and there was so much that I had to unlearn or relearn yeah. in order to really rediscover myself and the power of my purpose in this given season. Because mm. let me tell you, initially I thought I had to put my purpose on pause in order to be a good mom. I thought I had to put myself on the back burner so that I could lift up my husband and be a good wife. Mm. I thought that I had to like really forego my dreams. And this is something that a lot of women I'm sure who are listening to could probably attest to or relate to, but they're unsure of how to get themselves out of that mindset of thinking that they have to be self-sacrificing in order to be a good woman. Absolutely. And that is the, I want to say it's a lie from the pits of hell because like, that's not the, that's not true. Okay. Like God has given us all purpose. He's given us all power. He's given us all gifts that are meant to be used, whether you are a man, or whether you are a woman, whether you are someone who is very clear on your purpose or whether you're somebody that's still trying to figure it out. You know, like we're all meant to do great things, but first you have to know this and then you have to walk in that power. Um, so that's another transitional phase. And then the last one um, that I work with, I work with people and this isn't something that I necessarily uh, went through myself, but it's something that I came to be a witness um, to. And it was my mother going into retirement and realizing like she she was going through a transitional phase slash if I'm being completely honest, still is that she doesn't completely know how to utilize or that she doesn't fully know how to navigate. Um, and I'm like, I'm a resource, excuse me, your own daughter. <laughs> but she it's it's very hard for women who have spent their entire life um, like really serving and being self-sacrificing to others wow. to learn how to prioritize themselves mm -hmm. first, but also prioritizing their joy because your joy helps you understand how you need to uh, prioritize yourself, the ways in which you should, but more importantly, how doing so actually puts you on path for living a purpose-oriented life and living the life that God has really called you to live. Like we're all put here for a reason. We all have the gifts. We all have to use them. They're not meant to be sit down, sat on and collecting dust, you know? I'm like, so those are my people. <laughs> neat. Um, especially because you highlight the fact that there is difficulty in all transitions of life, right? Like so many times, at least for myself, right? I look at, I, I think of um, hard things, right? Uh, or, or air quotes on hard, right? Because all of this, as you point out, is hard, right? But I think about mm -hmm. maybe dealing with divorce, right? Or dealing with death, right? Mm -hmm. But you're saying, nah, like dealing with birth, <laughs> 
right? Like that's difficult and finding the joy in that, dealing with retirement, dealing with marriage, right? Um, so I love that you are speaking for those who are, I think, underserved, right? Underseen um, and are so intentional about helping them put themselves first. Kudos to you, mama. Um, that's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank um, God, really. Yeah. I'm telling you, girl, it's been a journey. It's been a journey to get here. <laughs> but once That's it hits life. and once it lands it does yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I'm learning that myself right because you come I, I came out of the gate with so much fire and like you know momentum etc but like I've like you mentioned had to unlearn and learn so many things to tap into who I truly am right like bump yeah. what, what people say my resume need to look like right or <laughs> my stature or whatever it looked like um so yeah like uh thank you for yeah, all that you are doing <laughs> uh, in the intentional spaces that you are creating. Um, and speaking of entrepreneurship, right? Entrepreneurship is very different from working on the clock for someone else in many ways. Yeah. Yet at the same time, there are some parallels, right? Like, like we're mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for you, what have those differences and parallels look like um, in your entrepreneurial journey between working for someone else and now working for yourself? Ooh. I love this question and I feel like it's not asked often enough because I think that the internet sells the idea of being an entrepreneur as a walk in the park <laughs> and we know that it's not it really does require work people go into entrepreneurship thinking I'm going to be the boss of my life and I get to do whatever I want and yes that's true but in some ways you are you're still serving you know, you're just not, you're just the person that gets to make the decisions and how you serve. But ultimately your boss is, are your clients, you know, your bosses really are your clients. So I think that for me, um, and, and really coming to understand my entrepreneurial journey and understanding myself too, really, because I think that that's part of it was, um, understanding at one point very clearly and being okay with it, that working for someone else is not for me. Um, it did not bring me joy. Yeah. It didn't fully serve me and all of my gifts and my ability to help others in the way that promoted my joy. So I always felt as though um, I was like only a fraction of my potential was being touched on. Um, and it really just didn't allow me freedom. Uh, but and, and these are all things that I thought automatically I was going to gain coming into entrepreneurship. Um, and Yes, in a lot of ways, it does allow me to do those things. But what I also got very clear on through through entrepreneurship is the need for systems, <laughs> is the need for strategy, because I, I consider myself to be someone who's a very like, go with the flow, like, I don't want to be put in a box. No one's going to tell me what to do or when to do it. Um, If you have a deadline, your client will tell you what to do and when it needs to be done. Right. You know, like, uh, accountability, you know, not only to those around me, but to myself, you know, being in, being in integrity with my word to myself. Like I, I, I show up with integrity to other people, but how well do I do that for myself um, with certain areas, especially as it relates to joy and wellness, because joy is tied to wellness. Um, your faith is, is tied to your wellness. When I speak about um, faith and having a faith-filled, purpose-held mindset and really just anchoring yourself in your joy, understanding that wellness goes beyond like how you look. It's really a matter of how you feel and how, how your joy exemplifies that. So I'm talking spiritual wellness, mental wellness, then physical wellness, because your mind and body are connecting in order to keep your body whole, right? 
and functioning in the way that God intended and you're caring for yourself and the more you're able to care for yourself then you're able to show up with your social wellness and sharing showing up for other people and then lastly comes the financial wellness because the moment you're able to like put all of those things together then you are in a proper mindset to bring on the money and not only bring on the money because this is something I had to get very clear on um and it took me a while in this entrepreneurial journey you can go watch ABC Mouth. my daughter is here and she's like sorry <laughs> this is I love she's it. like I'm being quiet can I do my thing um, I'm also a full-time stay-at-home mom, you know, I don't know if I told y'all that, but uh, <laughs> my kids are with me all the time, they're my content plus too, but what I got really clear on, and it took me a while in my entrepreneurial journey, because I thought, well, I need to make money first, but what the Holy Spirit really laid on me at one point was, okay, if I were to give you all of this money, if I were to give you all of this success, would you even know how to sustain it? Yeah. Would you be able to maintain it? Would you be a good steward of it? You know, like, do you know how to regenerate it if, if I were to give you all of the success at once? And so the moment I got really clear on that, I stopped praying for the financial abundance and I started, I switched my prayer up to, to Lord, you know, Holy Spirit guide me in my ability to one, move in obedience with where you're calling me to go and what it is that you're telling me to do. So that that way I'm able to rest in the peace of your presence, you know? And yeah. it's not a matter of constantly just trying to like grab at things to have like momentary success because what I'm building, Lord, isn't, it's, it's not a momentary success type thing. Uh, I know that you, you are building a legacy um, and you're utilizing me in order to do this to not only benefit myself, but yeah. to benefit and bless my household, but not only benefit and bless us, but to really be able to engage and like serve the communities that we're a part of and, and and bring that prosperity that we feel into the communities that we serve. So it's not just about a, mat a matter of me feeling joy, me being prosperous, me feeling all of these good things and then being stingy with it. Like nah, everybody deserves to feel joy. Right. Everyone des deserves to move in their purpose. Everyone deserves to feel like abundant, to be abundant, you know? But first understanding that you got to get all of the other areas in order and in check before you're then able to tap into um, getting the bag, as the young kids like to say, um, but also doing it in a way where it's not draining you. And then you're able to like leverage the joy that's felt from that experience and, and and pour it out into others in a way that the joy is overflowing and then it overflows for them and then it creates this beautiful ripple effect of radical joy which is like my mission um across the world really i'm really about transforming the world through radical joy and that was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn through entrepreneurship. Like, it's not about money and it's not about you. Okay. It's not about yeah, money. money it's not about you. Okay, sis, with the bar. <laughs> you know, thank you. And the Holy Spirit drops one. That was a joy gem for y'all. That's me. That's me. Um, and I love that you uh, started with yourself, right? Um, because I mean, and this is common too, right? A lot of people say like, I'm, I'm spending so much time helping other people solve their problems. My own house is a mess, right? Um, but I love that you have the discipline, right? The accountability, all of these things that you listed, right? To start with self and make sure that you are whole, right? Make sure that you are yeah. uh, pouring into your own joy, right? So that your cup is not em empty. Um, and I, I can't even imagine um, how that helps people resonate with you more, right? Than they do someone else who's just, you know, a talking head, but fatigued and <laughs> unhappy, right? 
um, and um, well, beautiful. So getting to um, how we intersected, right, which was uh, through iPhone Women of Color, uh, what led you to that community in particular? Ooh, what led me to iPhone Women of Color was just the ability to connect with people that look like me, um, people who are building with the understanding that what they're building goes beyond them. And also just the ability to learn, like community and learning are really, really big for me because I feel like we should be students of life. Every day, if you don't learn something new, you're missing something somewhere. Like you're not, you're not stretching yourself in some way. You're not engaging with um, the possibilities of who you are and who, like, I don't know. And I I feel like I bring a lot of things back to um, God, but I feel like when I think about um, how God shows up and how he like, how he exemplifies himself in, in all of his awe and wonder, like even just going outside, if you are not awe inspired every day, if you are not stretched in some type of way, if you are not questioning or engaging the world with curiosity in some way, you are missing out. And I feel like as a business owner, there's so much for us to always be learning. So um, I am a part of this community that I found women of color community for that, just that community, but also understanding that as women of color, we have so much to offer. And I feel like there aren't very many spaces that cater specifically to us and helping us grow. Um, and I think that there's just something really special about um, being in a space like that. And being that I work with entrepreneurs, I'm always curious as to, and this, is, this goes to also part of the discipline and accountability that um, I spoke on earlier, like getting to know what the people that you're working with or looking to work with or serve, what they need, understanding their pain points, and um, also being able to contribute and give back in a way where um, even if you don't like sign on to be a client, like if there's a way that I can help you, if there's a pain point that I know I experienced, but God really delivered me from it in some way, I'm going to share that with you because that's what we're all here to do. We're all here to help each other. Um, and I, I really love that about the iPhone Women of Color community. Likewise. Um, yeah, kudos to everything you said. I, I think I think that's the dimension of being a student that I didn't anticipate before for joining that community. Like just seeing how much more I learned about my target audience's pain points because I work with entrepreneurs, yeah. right? But not but not jumping on a sale, right? But literally wanting to understand the customer journey and um the, the when we say pain like not putting dollars to that word but empathy yeah. right understanding yeah. um humanness to that um and that's what the community has given me as well um and then you know even leaning in on the funding side right because i i'm with you like i show up every week to like to 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 bow my tribe you know but what yeah. left me there was the funding piece right um and then i that's got so true. much more right um, so what would you say is the impact um, of that type of funding, right? It's a specifically earmarked um, for women of color, but I'll say Black women startups, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the impact uh, of, of having that type of opportunity? And what does funding do for our livelihoods as a whole as Black women? Mm. Oh, I just got like a mini chill. Um, <laughs> so the benefit of having that um, opportunity, the opportunity to come into a space that focuses primarily on that is that you get to one, connect with other people, but 
Two, you also understand the importance of having funding. I think that coming into my entrepreneurial journey, I, I knew I wanted to make money, but not understanding or realizing that there were other ways to make money beyond like simply trying to sell stuff all the time yeah. because um, that gets hard. You know, at some point it, 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 it can feel like a chore. It can feel like a job. I'm in a in the coaching space. Um, I mean, I do a lot of other things, but I also do like work one on one with people. And I don't ever want to feel, and this is a part of my personality and something that I'm I'm cozying up to really well right now in this season of my life. Just understanding that I don't necessarily like selling stuff to people, but I can sell like anything. I can sell other people very well, but I find it very hard to yeah. sell myself and my services because oh, yeah. I want to help everybody. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, you shouldn't have to pay me yeah. um, for me to tell you all of this bomb information that it took me forever and a day and tons <laughs> of dollars to acquire all this knowledge that I have. I'm just going to give it away to you for free. So like understanding that um, one, your mindset around how you gain funding matters. And there are also other ways to do it like grants. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I'd never really considered grants before or crowdfunding, understanding that people are willing and want to support you in your mission, in your journey, in your business, um, and that they will put dollars behind you. But you also yeah. have to make it make sense. So like having them give you the structure and the format um, to do that on a platform that's trusted and in a way where you're coming at it um, with expertise, right? Because they also support you with coaching and these community meetups that we have. Um, but I think that one of the biggest things was just like shifting my mindset around um, funding in general and ways to attain funding for the business. But the second part of your question where you asked, what does funding do for our communities as, or do for us and our businesses as Black women? One, I, it gives us power. <laughs> it gives us power to like spread our missions. It gives us power to um, amplify our voices through the ability to share our message in a in a way that connects with people. So like cleaning it up, like getting rid of all the other fluff that may show up in our, I want to say in our, how we engage with asking for money. Um, because I know that at one point it felt like, well, if I do this, am I, I don't want people to think that they're giving to charity. It's not charity. Right. You know, like I, I felt like crowdfunding before was like asking for charity, but it's not, you're really providing a value, um, or something of value to people that they're willing to pay for or support you, um, with. And I think that what happens when you're able to have funding is that you're able to do exactly what I said. You're able to create impact that reaches beyond you. Understanding that your ability to have money and receive money then allows you to put money and goodness back out to the people that need it, the people that you are serving. So if you have um, money, if you want, you can give away scholarships. If you have money, if you want, you're able to like, I don't know, uh, pay tuition or like buy diapers for someone who needs it, you know, showing up in service that way. But here's the kicker. And this is something that like, at one point I had to get real clear about in my like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I shouldn't charge them. You also get to show up and serve your own families. Okay. Yeah. yeah like, whether it's your kids, if you got kids, your kids need to go to school too, right? I if you, if you have a, a, 
partner, you know, your your partner, you and your partner deserve to go on a little vacation every once in a while and relax and enjoy the fruits of your labor, right? If you are someone who cares for your family, whether you have older parents or like, you know, family members who are in need of help, you deserve to be able to give to them without feeling as though you're doing it from a place of um, lack, you know? Or, or doing it from a place of stress. So, and that also promotes your mission in some way, whatever that mission may be. So just understanding that your ability to fund your business allows you to fund your mission and carry out your purpose with empathy, joy, patience, gentleness, kindness, um, love. <laughs> it, it allows you to carry out your mission, mission and your message with love and that that is so important because that's really and truly because I say all of this and I know I talk a lot about joy but at the heart of all of it is healing healing and love amen that's really what it's all about amen I, I mean there is so much in that and I and I I applaud you and thank you for talking about all of that so boldly um because it's true right like we are so familiar with trauma and struggle and uh, lack of access and all of these things, right? We don't want to deprive, right? Anyone of what we have, but funding, right? Is the difference between running a hobby and a business, right? Because we expect businesses to support our livelihoods, right? Going on the vacations, right? Feeding our children, putting our children's in, children um, in better learning environments if we can or whatever, right? Um, so I applaud you again, just like I said with everything else, I applaud you um, for first leading by example, right? And because it, it's hard, like it is under the iceberg, under the shiny, glitzy stuff that everybody sees, right? And, and bubbly personalities such as yourself, um, it is sacrifice. It is, you know, making the tough calls, right? And doing it for yourself, right? Putting yourself first, right? Yes, <laughs> um, and yes. I think that's the nuance of entrepreneurship, right? Yes, we want to serve our clients. We want to make sure that their needs are met, but we cannot serve them fully if we are the last rung on our own ladders, right? Like it's such, you know, like we have to be, <laughs> we have to prioritize self-care, right? Um, yes. Self-love and self-grace and all of these things, right? If we are going to deliver for the same people um, who fit our own prototype, right? Um, so I, again, I just apply everything you're doing because I know it's tough, right? I know it is scary. Um, I know you're juggling a lot, but you embody i can't even imagine the the number of lives uh you've touched with what you shared um but you truly do embody joy you embody grace you embody love you embody healing um and we as black women have to operate at the intersection of all of those things right like we have to be at the intersection of all of those things that we are worthy of so thank you sis <laughs> for everything thank you. you do um this has blessed me so much um, oh, praise God. So much. That's all I want to show up as light and love and understanding that, you know, whatever mission, whatever message it is that you promote, you have to live that mission daily. Like, I was reading um, a scripture. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was probably in Romans or Corinthians. It was somewhere in the New Testament. But just um, where Paul was so emboldened, you know, like by his mission, like, people would tell him he was crazy. People would tell him he was drinking the Kool-Aid. Like they just, they were coming for him, but he did not care because he knew he was very clear on his mission. 
Um, so I don't know if this is speaking to someone, but if you know that you have a mission and you don't have clarity around it, follow your joy. I promise you, your joy will not lead you wrong. Your joy will put you on path for your purpose. It will give you clarity in ways that you would have never expected. And, you know, it's really just a matter of following that joy by faith, not by fear. Don't give in to the fear of like what the world tells you, what you think you should be doing, um, because joy is freedom. Um, that's it. Joy is freedom. Joy is freedom. Joy is freedom. That's another bar. That's another bar, everybody. Joy is freedom. Um, Hashtag Joy Gem. <laughs> I see, and I've, I've put Erica's information on the screen right here. So definitely follow her. Um, look at all of the, <laughs> the overwhelming, um, the positively overwhelming uh, resources she's put out um, for those that she serves and definitely, definitely utilize her for uh, your truest pain points. Um, I'm grateful to have shared space, space with you today, Erica. Uh, thank you for exemplifying um, betting on me energy. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Casey. This is so much fun. Join me for group coaching in Africa. Head to imkcariel.com to learn more.